0: Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now for Wednesday, October 7th, 2020. Brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, best dentist I've ever gone to. You want to hire the best? Of course you do. Do that with your dentist. Hire a dentist who's going to take good care of your teeth, and that's Dr. Mike O'Neill. 317-849-2933 is the number. Let's talk to Philip Rivers. It's a Wednesday, so it's fill time. Fill him up, we're going to call this segment. How you doing, Philip? Thanks for joining us. I want to ask you about Trash Talk. A lot being made of the Trash Talk, you and Roquan over the weekend against the Bears. When you listen back, maybe you see it on social media, maybe you see it in the highlights or game film, and, and you listen back to what you said, especially that it's so audible now without a crowd. Uh, do you Are you entertained by it? Are you repulsed by it? How do you look at it?
1: Yeah, probably, probably all the above. I don't regret. It's probably a little strong, but there's certain, certainly, uh, times when you go, what am I doing? You know? Um, but, uh, again, I, I think, I think there's, there, there's certainly a, uh, the line, a line there not to cross, uh, in t- terms of not getting consumed at all. And again, I, 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 think it's much more was made of it probably in, the, in my, in my twenties even. Um, and there was probably times when it was probably too much part of it at, at, at times, but, uh, I really I – re- I truly just – again, I've, I've, I've played the game, like, you know, ever since I was a kid in the backyard, and I, I've always kind of played it that way. So, I think there's just an element of that that you can't get rid of, and it's an element of that that's when I'm really at my best. So, um, like I said, um, there's um, – had had it not – had not anything be ever caught on video, I would even give it two thoughts worth because after the game, it's a good game, and, man, it was fun. All right, you move on to the next one. So, it's definitely not – uh, something that I think about very often.
0: All right, let's talk football. When you play a team like the Cleveland Browns, the Browns they score a lot of points. When you play a team like that, do you anticipate being more aggressive offensively because you're going to have to score more in order to win?
1: Well, I, I don't know that you go in uh, expecting a certain thing. I, I think uh, it works both ways. I mean, certainly the way our defense is playing and the confidence in our defense we have, uh, you know, it would be it would it would be crazy for me to say. Uh, I, I would expect our D to give up a lot of points. So I, no, I, I don't necessarily expect it to be that. But I think as an offense, you know, we're we're all we're all one team. But as an offense, our job is to score one more point than our defense allows. And if that were to be, uh, you know, thirty-five, thirty-eight, forty-one, whatever it is, then our job is to score one more than that. And if it's eleven, then we better get we better get twelve. And so I think having that having that approach is probably the best way to go. Is be ready to go with how the game goes and. Uh, Again, obviously our defense has been unbelievable. We've done enough offensively to win. We found a way collectively to win uh, to win the game. Uh, you know, three out of the first four. So that's the objective each week. And however it shakes out, it doesn't mean one side more important or one side won it this week than the other. We all win. We we, we all win together because I think they, they feed off one another uh, depending on how the game goes. And uh, so um, you know, whether that be yardage, you know, sometimes you look at teams. You know, I mean, you know, Dallas was down so big. They're going to get some yard. You know, Cleveland was a little softer in that second half, knowing they had to make up 28 points plus or whatever. So, you know, you see a bunch of yardage gained. Well, that can be deceiving as well. So, um, but I guess uh, that's the long answer to say, long way of saying we got to find a way to score more points than our D allows. And uh, so far, that hadn't been very many. But we're prepared to to do whatever we need to do.
0: So you keep your foot to the floor and then you adjust.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, definitely. I, I think uh, I think that's one thing, you know, we we, we did it and in, in, uh, obviously in unison with the defense, they scored twice against the Jets. Uh, we were able to kind of really close that one out. Last week, we had some opportunities and didn't really close it out soon enough. Now the four minute drive, you know, I say four minute, I think it was 11 minutes on the clock when we got it. And that's a big time drive to, to, to make it 19 to three. But um, we had some other opportunities in the red zone where we can we can score touchdowns and make it a three score game early earlier and we didn't do that. So definitely, uh, when we have opportunities to, to, uh, either put the game out of reach or, you know, score touchdowns, we need to make sure we get that done.
0: How conscious from play to play do you have to be of a game wrecker like Miles Garrett?
1: Yeah. Well, I think, you know, much like last week with, with Khalil Mack, obviously, um, uh, and, and, and Miles is, is is the same kind of guy from a, from a, uh, you know, game wrecker standpoint, this, this Cleveland defense, uh, Really flies around. Obviously, they've created a lot of turnover, so it's not just one guy. It's a it's a heck of a defensive group. Um, played these guys last year uh, or, or two years ago. Shoot, now the years are run together, but with a different different scheme, um, different scheme. So it it is it is different. Um, obviously, with Joe Woods as the coordinator. Obviously, with a lot of time there in Denver. Um, some similarities, not 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 necessarily. You know, so um but no miles is a heck of a player and again it, the defense collectively is taking the ball away and our offense is scoring a lot of points that's usually a, a good combination so um it'll be a heck of a challenge for us
0: you know you had a great punter in san diego named mike cyphers how important was it to have a guy like cyphers how important is it to have a guy like rigoberto sanchez as a weapon for the offense
1: yeah rigo has been awesome and um yeah i do think it's i do think uh Obviously, you'd love, to, you'd love to score every possession. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know where we, where we are now. We had, had a few more punts than we would have liked last week. But going into last week, I think we were right there, a fewest number of punts in the league. So we've been doing a good job of moving the ball and, and not having three and outs and things like that. But, um, no, I definitely think so. It, it, it can be a weapon for you. And certainly, you, you are aware and play a little different. Especially, you know, we were backed up last week. And the thing we said in the huddle offensively was, you know, yeah, we want to drive and score. But let's flip the field. At the very least, let's flip the field, and we took it from our own four. And I think that the next, you know, we did flip it. and they they tried it out there on offense at their own four. So um, there there's an element with the way our defense is playing. And then you obviously see game to game that the field position uh, and the hidden yardage is huge and it's something coach talks a lot about. So um, you know, I think I said this a few weeks ago. Try to end every every possession with a kick. You know, obviously you prefer them be extra points followed by field goals, but uh, end it with a punt certainly much better than a, than a turnover. Sometimes, you know, and I, I'm guilty of this, uh, goes without saying that it's third and long and you, you, you know, give a guy a chance and they intercept it. It's, you know, it's like a punt, but not always, you know, even an interception that maybe they catch 28, 35 yards down the field. Uh, um, it, it has a different feel, you know, there's that, there's that energy and momentum that can come from a, from an interception different than a, you know. A, 50 yard punt that they have to fair catch inside the 10. So, that's certainly something to be aware of uh, week to week and, and as we move forward.
0: You've only been the quarterback here for four games. You've got a really young roster. How important is it to win as you go through these growing pains?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think you want to, you always want to keep improving and getting better. And if you can win along the way, then, then that's a pretty good sign. Um, so, you know we're doing a lot of things good. You know sometimes sometimes you know certain categories and statistics can be a little bit deceiving uh, because we're doing a lot of we're doing a lot of good things, um, uh, but certainly not not as good as we want to do them and not as good as we're going to need to do them as we progress through the season. But so to answer your question, yes, I mean if you went along the way, uh, I don't know that you're ever going to walk off the field going, hey, we played a perfect game because there's been a lot of things to clean up in each of these games. But uh, the the uh, the alternative. To to what we've been done the last three weeks isn't a heck of a lot of fun. So find a way to win, do the things necessary to win. I think those are all good traits of a team that uh, that's, that's got a chance to improve and do something special. So get yeah, a long way to go, but uh, I like I like the direction we're headed. I think we're focused and we're you know we're head down and keep getting to work. And you know I, I'd rather you know I, I've been I've been a part of teams that have been one number one in third down. Hopefully we'll end up right there in the top five in third down. But I've been a part of teams that have been in the top three third down and won four games. So those years aren't any fun. We don't, we don't walk around high and for being top three third down and winning four games. So it's about finding a way to have one more point than the other team at the end of the day. We've done that three out of four. See if we can, we can do it for our fourth on Sunday.
0: Philip Rivers, thanks very much for spending the time. Really appreciate it. Uh, Colts news today, practice squad move. They signed Jonas Griffith, a linebacker, he, uh terrific linebacker at Indiana State for the four years he played there. He joins the practice squad. Colts really, really thin at the linebacker spot because of injury. We don't know the disposition of Bobby Okereke or Darius Leonard as yet. We asked Frank Reich about the injury situation, and he deferred to the injury report, which has not been released yet. So we'll see. I'm sure those guys are going to be listed as questionable. We'll see on Friday whether that status changes and what they might be, what their availability might be as we move toward Sunday's game in Cleveland against the Browns. Colts, one-and-a-half point favorites, that line down from two-and-a-half. It was up from one to two-and-a-half when Nick Chubb was ruled out for this Sunday and, and put on IR. Now it's down to one-and-a-half. I don't know what to make of this yet. Uh, let's talk about Indiana basketball. We found out today that the Maui Invitational, which is going to be played in Asheville, North Carolina, we got the grid For Indiana is going to play Providence in the first round. Providence is always really, really tough. Ed Cooley, one of the best coaches in college basketball, his teams play tough. This is a great test for Indiana straight out of the gate. Indiana is going to have more talent, but are they going to be tough enough and well drilled enough early in the season to beat a team like Providence? And then they probably get Texas. I think they get the winner of Texas and Davidson, of course, Bob McKillop the head coach at Davidson. We love the offense that McKillop runs at Davidson. If they play Texas, are they going to be athletic enough in order to compete with Texas? Really kind of a sexy uh, tournament bracket that they've set up for the MAUI Invitational, which is going to oddly be played in Nashville, North Carolina. All right, let's talk about the Indiana Pacers coaching search, which hopefully is headed down the home stretch. Six weeks ago today, Nate McMillan was fired. I think that the delay is that the Pacers want to talk to people who are in the bubble right now. You can't leave the bubble and then go back into the bubble. So that's for the roster and team personnel. And I think that they want to talk to two members of the uh, Miami Heat coaching staff. They want to talk to Chris Quinn. I don't think he's got a legit shot at the job. I think they also want to talk to Dan Craig. Dan Craig, is a serious candidate for this job. Dan Craig, kind of an interesting guy, a funny guy, uh, has been with the Heat since 2003 when he was hired as a video intern. Good dude. Uh, Darvin Ham, I think, is a serious candidate. He's been an assistant coach under Mike Budenholzer for a while, most recently with the Milwaukee Bucks. He and Malcolm Brogdon obviously have a relationship that dates back, and I think that's important as a consideration for Kevin Pritchard. I think he's going to value highly the opinion of Malcolm Brogdon as they kind of matriculate their way through this coaching search. Uh, You've got Dave Yeager, who has been a head coach with the Grizzlies and the Kings. Hadn't gotten along real well with some front offices, according to reports. We'll see if that is a, uh, a check in the negative for Yeager. But Jaeger has been a really good coach, did a great job with the Memphis Grizzlies, and then really did a good job with the Sacramento Kings. Never got him to a playoff berth, but that was a really young roster. Uh, Chauncey Billups, who's never coached at all, but a terrific leader during his 17-year career in the NBA. He made $100 million bucks, just over $100 million bucks during his career. Is he going to want to sign up for the grind of being an, an NBA head coach? and kind of not live the life of leisure anymore, the life of a media guy. I don't know. If he does good for him, maybe he winds up being that latest guy who is a terrific player and winds up being a really really good coach, maybe not. We'll see. Uh Chris Finch, who is an assistant with the Pelicans, which is interesting because he really got Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins to play well together as two bigs, and that's what a head coach is going to have to do here. Get Sabonis and Turner to play well together if both guys are going to continue to be a part of this roster. He also uh, was part of Nikola Jokic's development as a big. He likes running that inverted offense where the bigs play on the perimeter. That suited uh, Jokic. It suited Cousins. It suited Davis. Is it going to suit Turner and Sabonis? I don't know. That's the decision where it comes to Chris Finch. And then Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni, I want no part of as the head coach Mike D'Antoni is kind of an analytics guy he hadn't always been that but you know what go stand in the corner and shoot threes or we're going to shoot layups you need a lot of talent to be able to do that and I'm not sure the Pacers have the personnel necessary they don't have Russell Westbrook and James Harden to be able to uh, excel in the Mike D'Antoni system we'll see tomorrow morning Breakfast with Kent. I cannot wait to talk to you then. 8 o'clock straight up on Facebook Live, and then immediately thereafter on Periscope and Twitter. It's all Indiana sports all the time. It's what we do. The the MLB playoffs are ongoing. I really don't care much about any of those games. i got to tell you the truth. Tomorrow's Thursday, so we're going to dig a little bit deeper into this Colts-Browns matchup, all brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry.